0: Hey, John from FastSagsPodcast.com. Well, it's been a while. If you've been a long-time listener, you have probably wondered what happened to the Sax podcast. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you never liked them. In fact, I kind of assume most people didn't. Um, they never really thought it was, was all that great until I've had lots of requests about to resume it. And so, well, I'm happy to do so. And I was busy over the summer and took some vacations. You know how summers go. So, it just it was the one thing that pushed it aside. I'm happy to be back doing it. I hope to stick to it at least to somewhat of a regular basis. But I'm going to do it with a slight change, I think. I'll see how it goes. And that changes us. Okay? In the past, my podcasts were, I don't want to say word for word, but generally the content was based mostly on the emails that I sent out. And the emails are usually what I turn into blog posts on the blog. And so, if you read the emails, read the blog, and then you listen to podcasts, you're getting basically the same information all right. over. I'm basically like regurgitating it, leveraging whatever you want to call it. Okay. I want to do something a little bit different with the podcast. i you use something to try. And that is, I want to take particular topics in the emails and blog posts and go a little bit deeper on them. It's a little bit easier to do it by talking rather than writing about it. And so, hopefully, they, they you may read the email... That I send out and if you're interested to learn a little bit more about it, you will click through to the podcast and listen to that. Okay, so enough about that. So today I want to talk about purist blogging. This is an old post I did a couple months ago and this is a fun post to write because I think purist blogging is really interesting. It's Fatstack's blog is more or less, I want to say about 91.37% a purist blog what do I mean by purest blog? Because I threw the term out in an email one time and a reader got back to me and said, what's a purest blog? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. What is it? I just threw it out there. What did I mean by that? Okay. What I mean by that is it's a blog or a website that's really written and run and published by a single person. Okay. So you look at Fat Sex blog. I write in the first person. Most of the content, 91.37% of the content, I'm just joking. It's probably around 90%. I don't know. It's written by me, and it's about my experiences, and that's pretty much it. We've got some keyword stuff on there kind of buried deep, but for the most part, it's me writing about what I do. That's it. It's like a blog, but I restrict it to this business of blogging and publishing news sites. There's lots of purist blogs out there written by one person, maybe two, and you go there because you want to read their opinion or you want to read what they're doing, and you like them, and you like their writing, and it's them. And if you showed up one day and they write every day and they showed up and you had some content mill generated SEO piece of writing, you'd be pretty disappointed because you're a loyal reader and you go there and it's this other nonsense. And I apologize I've done that on Fatstacks. I've got some keyworded stuff on there for search traffic, and I probably will in the future, but for the most part, it's me. but You know, there are blogs, purest bloggers I follow, and there's one in particular. Okay, I'm going to give you some examples because I think examples are really helpful. Okay, there's this one. He's a Canadian blogger, greaterfool.ca. I've referenced it a lot. This is probably one of the the greatest blogs out there. Okay, it's on real estate and investing. It's, It's pertaining mostly to the Canadian market, but he's got a lot of American readers just because he's funny and he knows his stuff is not boring. It's fun to read. He publishes every day. But one day a week he has he owns a wealth management company in Canada. He's got a bunch of analysts that work for him and so forth. And so once one day a week, one of the analysts write a blog post. And and they're good. They're fine. They're good. But they're not Garth, the founder, the main guy behind the blog. And you know right away. And you can even see by the comic kind, I kind of feel bad for them because you know, Garth is the, the rock star and gets 100 200 300 i don't know how many comments hundreds of comments every blog post and then the analyst writes and they might get like 70 or 80 or you know definitely fewer than what garth does. but hey they're doing pretty well i mean any blog post i can get 80 or 100 comments uh, that's that's pretty nice (laughs) i don't think there's a single post on fastx that does that but the point is it's the purest blog and then it's just really one person at the helm let's talk about another site another good example is dcrainmaker.com. all right this is the go-to guy if you want to learn about anything that deals with performance and technology. This guy's like an ironman triathlete. Um, swimming, cycling, running. Okay, he tests all sorts of tech gear, smartwatches, I think GoPros, drones, any, anything that's tied to like what he's doing with with performance and tech. And this guy's research and testing of all these products is insane. And the data he puts out in his post. There's so much data. I mean, I don't even bother anymore. If I'm I'm looking for a particular product that he's reviewed, I just go to the bottom. It's like, does he say it's a buy or not? I mean, I trust the guy. Think about it. This is an affiliate marketer, right? Who has built, and I'm not the only one, but the affiliate money that this guy must make must be insane because... There are a lot of readers, millions of visitors a month. The search traffic is ridiculous. But more importantly, the direct traffic, the loyal readers, like anybody who's going to look for a Garmin product, who's thinking about buying a smartwatch or a you know, smartwatch for running or swimming or some heart rate monitor or something, they're going to go straight to this guy. They're going to look at the ones he's reviewed, and they're going to look at the ones that he thinks are the best, and they're going to click a link, and they're going to buy it. And they're not even think twice about it after that. That's it. They're going to be like, DC Rainmaker said this is the best one to get, I'm convinced I don't even have to read the data. I don't have to look at anything because I know that this guy does his homework. More homework than, I've, more homework than when I've ever done for buying a car. I test drive a car and I decide, yeah, I don't know, right? But this guy spends hours, weeks putting together these reviews. Okay, so Pierce blogger. He's a Pierce blogger yet there's still product reviews, which is really interesting because that's, that's pretty atypical stuff. Let's talk about another one. Uh, Wolf Street dot com is into financial uh, investment type, economic type topics, kind of similar to the Greater Fool dot ca. Huge readership. of Wolf Street. Now he's a bit of a doomsday type approach, right? Uh, things are always going going down, they're going bad. People like to read that stuff. I don't know why. I don't. I don't really know why. Um, but he's got big readership. He's a good writer. Great research. Not quite as funny as, as Garth over at greaterfool.ca, but but solid blog posts. I go there weekly. I go to greaterfool.ca daily. DC Rainmaker, just when I need to look up something that I'm potentially going to buy that he covers. Okay, so these are purest bloggers in that it's them. And something to consider, I mean, if you love writing, you can build up a very, very lucrative business doing this. Just ask DC Rainmaker, Greater Fool. I mean, Greater Fool... I, Built up a whole wealth management company off of a blog. Gets mi- millions of readers every month. And, and he's geared toward a Canadian market. It's quite something. It's really quite something. I really suggest you go read it. You want to read a good writer, this guy. He was a journalist decades ago. He's got voted into government, wasn't the prime minister, but was uh, sort of equivalent to a congressperson in the United States and Canada and that sort of thing. So, I mean, he's a pretty accomplished dude, but. What a, talk about a great, great blog. Okay, so so check that out. Now, do you want to be a purist blogger? It's, I, I kind of do on FastSax, but I don't on any of my other sites. All my other sites are what I call corporate site. Okay, I do have some individual writers in-house who write some really good stuff. And I do that because I, I like to add a purist blogger element to it. I want to have some, col- I call them columnists, okay, But I guess that's what they are, opinionated work within the niche. They're funny, they're smart, they're well-researched, and I'm doing this. And I like it. I think it's a really good contribution to the website. But then I've got the boring SEO, keyworded, evergreen stuff out there. But I'm working on elevating that with some in-house writers and editors to make that even better. But they're not purist blogs. These are corporate blogs. They're published under a brand not under a person's name, not kind of the influencer style. And that's it. And that's what I do. That's a publisher model. It's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing it with multiple sites and it works and I like it. I like setting up the systems and dealing with it that way. Okay. I think if you're going to be a peers blogger to do that for more than two sites at most is going to be very, very difficult because you're producing the content and you can't produce this stuff fast. That's DC Rainmaker. I think that guy puts weeks into an article, into a review. I mean, it's just really, really impressive. Okay. But this stuff can be fun, right? You build up a readership who are engaged. I send an email. I always get replies and I really appreciate them. Some, some people will have questions. Some people will challenge me. Some people just say, Hey, thanks. Good, good email. Stuff like that. I like them all. I try to reply to most. Okay. So it's fun because you, you, you get to engage with folks in a community and that's, that's fun to do. But publishing and building up systems is also fun, which I also do on my other sites. You know, you try to, you plan out a team and you try to get efficient and you, you try to get the best content out there as you can and grow it as quickly as you can with systems without you having to be involved in the nuts and bolts of the content production. And that's a whole different set of challenges. It's a whole different business model, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, the way you earn money is the same, display ads, affiliates, or selling something, it's the same. But the whole execution of it is quite a bit different. And so you have to think about what it is that you want to do. Now, if going by what a lot of people respond to my emails and contact me and have questions and so forth and through the courses and forum and all that or any indication, it definitely seems like the publisher model is a lot more popular. A lot more people want to do that. They're not really into the, the purist sub blogger format. And I get that because the publisher model has this has this element of passive income down the road. And in the next podcast or two, I'm going to talk more about that, but, and it's true. If you can build up a publishing website as a publisher, large enough, it, it can become quite passive, but it takes a long, long time. I explain that in, in the next podcast. It might be two down the road. So, you know, whereas if you are the purest blogger, you're committed. I mean, it's you and, and selling, it's not so easy, but you're going to have a lot of fun and it, and it can be a very, very lucrative business and you can use it as a platform for a lot of other things like a book deal. You know, another good example, speaking of that, is smittenkitchen.com. Now, I'm not really sure where it's at, but but this thing, this site became a huge, huge cooking site and it, it's not easy to break into the recipe and and cooking industry. There are some big, big players out there. But Smitten Kitchen is a blog that did so. In fact, I think the person behind it, I don't know her name. I've read it. I think she's an excellent writer. She's funny. She's fun. She's creative with the food. Obviously, the recipes are good. Photography is good. But it's her. It's her thing. She's doing this thing. She's got a huge readership, loyal, loyal following. These aren't people who just be like, uh, I need a chicken parmesan recipe and they Google it and they look at it and never go back to the site again. These are people who read it all the time. In fact, I think she got a big book deal and she's used the blog, which is a purist blog. Now, I don't know where it is today. Maybe it's expanded into some corporate thing and you can do that. You can segue from purist into corporate, right? She was actually smart in a way in that she didn't put her name on it. It's just, maybe it's Smith, I don't know. Anyways, beside the point, she used the platform to really create this large publishing business And, you know, the book deal and maybe even TV, I don't know. But, I mean, technically you could. I mean, this is where these things are going. It's sort of the whole influencer model, which is really interesting. And I like it to a limited extent, like with Fat Stacks, which is is fun. I get to talk to like-minded folks, right? But I'm not really doing that in any of my niche sites. Now, maybe down the road I might, but I'm not for now. So these are things you need to think about when you're starting your blog. I think most of you are doing the publisher model and I think that's great. It's what I do. I think it's fun. But you know, if, if, if you just keep finding yourself, you can't help but write for your website. That's okay too, because I think a lot of people talk about a lot of, a lot of us who talk about how to do this type of business, we're fixated on the publisher model. We talk about outsourcing and scaling and passive income and these are all great and well and good but you know what if what you do is to like to write and you want to build up an audience and that's your thing and you're not really into managing a whole bunch of moving parts you can build up a really really great website that way and that's that's the purest blogging model and there's lots of very successful people out there and they're making tons and tons of money doing something that they really really enjoy and what more could you ask for out of this